ಓಂ ನಮೋ ಭಗವತೆ ವಾಸುದೇವಾಯ ರೀಡಿಂಗ್ ಫ್ರಮ್ ಶ್ರೀಮದ್ ಭಾಗವತಂ ಕ್ಯಾಂಟೋ ಫೈವ್ ಚಾಪ್ಟರ್ ಒನ್ ಟೆಕ್ಸ್ ನಂಬರ್ ಥರ್ಟೀನ್ ಭಾಯ ನಾಶಾಯರ್ಮ ಕರ್ತು ಭಾಯ ನಾಶಾಯರ್ಮ ಕರ್ತು ಶೋಕಾಯ ಮೋಹಾಯ ಸಯ ಶೋಕಾಯ ಮೋಹಾಯ ಸಯ ಸುಖಾಯ ದುಃಖಾಯ ದುಃಖಾಯ ದೇಹಯೋಗ ಅವ್ಯಕ್ತ ಅವ್ಯಕ್ತಿಷ್ಟಿಷ್ಟಿಷ್ಟಿಷ್ಟಿಷ್ಟಿಷ್ಟಿಷ್ಟಿಷ್ಟಿಷ್ಟಿಷ
but according to his own karma activities he must accept a certain type of body given to him by material nature under the order of the supreme personality of godhead <clears throat> as stated in bhagavad gita prakrite kriyamanani gunai karmani sarvashaha everything is being done by prakriti material nature under the direction of the supreme lord modern scientists do not know why there are varieties of bodies in 8,400,000 forms the fact is that all these bodies are ordained for the living entities by the supreme personality of godhead according to the living entities desires he gives the living entities freedom to act as they like but on the other hand they must accept a body according to the reactions of their activities thus there are different types of bodies some living entities have short durations of life whereas others live for fantastic durations every one of them however from brahma down to the ant acts according to the direction of the supreme personality of godhead who is sitting in everyone's heart as confirmed in bhagavad gita sarvasya chaham rudisannivishto mattah smritir gyanam apohanam cha i'm seated in everyone's heart and from me come remembrance knowledge and forgetfulness it is not a fact however that the supreme personality of godhead gives direction to certain living entities in one way and other living entities in another way the truth is that every living entity has a certain desire and the supreme lord gives him a chance to fulfill it the best course therefore is to surrender unto the supreme personality of godhead and act according to his desire one who does so is liberated thus ends the bhakti vedanta purport so we are reading this part of the shrimad bhagavatam about priyavrata maharaj uh when he has not yet become a maharaj <coughs> this chapter is called the activities of maharaj priyavrata priyavrata is in the in the forest in the midst of the hills and the valleys and beautiful setting very peaceful practicing spiritual life and there uh his father swayambhuva manu and his uh, grandfather <coughs> lord brahma himself they have all arrived narada was instructing him and here last few verses we are seeing lord brahma speaking in today's verse continuing that how brahma began to say that uh, all the devatas brahma shiva uh, all the other devatas and all the great personalities in the universe all of them carry out the order of the lord so they may be very great personalities they may be powerful personalities in the material world but they are also under the order of the supreme lord vishnu or krishna <clears throat> so so that was the theme and in today's verse lord brahma is saying bhavaya nashaya cha karma kartum shokaya mohaya sadha bhayaya sukhaya dukhaya cha deha yogam avyakta dishtam janatangadhatte it may be bhavaya birth something takes birth in this world nashaya something is destroyed in this world living entities are killed death karma kartum different kinds of activities are performed shokaya there is lamentation bereavement mohaya illusion sadha bhayaya fearfulness sukhaya there is happiness there is dukhaya distress cha deha yogam for the living entities who have accepted a body 
avyakta dishtam avyakta not visible not seen easily this is referring to the lord one of the attributes one of the descriptions of the lord is avyakta <coughs> avyakta dishtam his direction his order janata anghatatte janata all the living entities anga o anga o priyavrata very fondly very affectionately brahma is speaking anga avyakta dishtam janata anghatatte they all have to accept the living entities have to accept different kinds of bodies to experience all of this birth death lamentation fear all these things according to the order of the lord my dear priyavrata anga <clears throat> by the order of the supreme personality of god at avyakta dishtam all living entities accept different types of bodies deha yogam for birth and death bhavaya nashaya activity karma lamentation shokaya illusion mohaya fear of future dangers bhayaya happiness sukhaya dukhaya happiness and distress they accept different types of bodies for birth and death activity lamentation illusion fear of future dangers and happiness and distress <clears throat> so we see in this world sometimes people are in a state of happiness and some people are in a state of distress sometimes extreme distress and uh, we also see birth we see death some people are uh, experience death in very painful situations <clears throat> and shoka moha alamentation illusion all of this is avyakta dishtam so sometimes we wonder why is the lord doing that sometimes we ask this question oh someone is suffering why are they suffering like that why is the lord why is god so cruel <clears throat> we come across these kind of questions i know one person he said um, my mother was very devoted but then she used to go through lot of suffering and seeing that i became atheist see so sometimes people come with this kind of ideas why why somebody is so devoted to god and that person is suffering so these are very impulsive reactionary kind of situation somebody comes up with like that they have not thought over carefully they have not thought over seriously about uh, philosophically actually it is it is actually our duty as devotees to make this recently i was in the, somewhere i saw a group of students uh from a very modern school in bangalore all of them uh, coming from good families affluent families good karma families very well dressed very well spoken very well behaved but then i was thinking do these people know about our philosophy about our culture all indians so uh not no may not they may not be because they go to schools and in schools they're all there's no supposed to be having any religious education in our country in the name of secularism and all of that so sometimes these 
people are they being exposed to spiritual knowledge spiritual culture it's actually very alarming situation and they just grow up some 10 years will pass they and today is in the world of information and knowledge and subjects and so many new areas new subjects they may just grow up and caught up in all of that they may not just learn our very very deep philosophical knowledge they may just miss it out so it's a very serious matter very concerning that uh, we have to find ways and means to make this knowledge interesting attractive engaging to young minds we cannot allow this to happen so <clears throat> very interesting the way prabhupad begins this is one characteristic of shila prabhupad if you read this purport carefully you will see how prabhupad relates all of these different shlokas to a larger universal scale a, to explain the whole cosmos the whole cos, cosmic situation and if you see carefully prabhupada is explaining all of these different things the first point very very strong point prabhupada begins the purport saying every living entity who has come to this world has come here for a material enjoyment see this is a fact everyone who has come here in this to this world what is driving them is material enjoyment and living entities seek material enjoyment in different ways the big drive for economic development in the world is because through economic development you can have material enjoyment there's a big drive for knowledge in this world why with knowledge you can have certain facilities for enjoyment there's a big drive for becoming powerful in this world why by becoming powerful you can organize your material enjoyment there's a big drive for becoming famous influential in this world why by all of those things they can enjoy so ultimately it is this material enjoyment and everyone this is true not only of human beings this is true about the animals it is true about the insects there was once uh, this is a story shila prabhupad was in one temple in america and it was very cold outside and you know the windows are all shut <clears throat> and uh, there was some prabhupad was informal not many devotees only a few devotees were there with him and then he found there was a, a cockroach and then prabhupad picked it up opened the window threw the cockroach out and said take the whole universe for your enjoyment <laughs> that's the way krishna deals with us okay here go take the whole universe for your material enjoyment that's what we come here for you see even in that simple act of getting rid of a cockroach prabhupada had a very profound message that this is the driving thing you're all looking for material enjoyment and then another thing that shila prabhupad points out even when people come to the field of religion and spirituality they still look for enjoyment and how with a big following how with big influence and all of that how i can enjoy so sometimes we come across because we as a big institution big temple we do pr with uh, so many other organizations including religious organization and we happen to interact with some of the big people in the country and when we closely watch them and interact with them we can actually sense this they're all 
in this business of how we can have big following big wealth big influence in the society for personal enjoyment that desire for personal enjoyment has not gone away from them this is the beautiful philosophy of krishna consciousness given by chaitanya mahaprabhu anyabhilashitha shunyam as chaitanya mahaprabhu said nadhanam najanam nasundarim kavitam vajagadishakamaye mama janmani janmanishvare birth after birth mama janmani janmanishvare bhavathat bhakti rahaitu ki tvai ahaitu ki bhakti tvai unmotivated devotional service to krishna without aspiring nadhanam nachanam nasundarim kavitam the interesting why is this word kavitam there kavita means usually uh, it means poetry right it is referring to the vedic descriptions of uh, or you do this and you'll get this benefit all the f- fruitive activities described in the vedas it's actually referring to that न धनम न जनम न सुंदर न जनम बिकॉज विथ बिग फॉलोइंग पीपल कैन एंजॉय दैट्स अनादर काइंड ऑफ ए रसा दे गेट आई हैव फॉलोअर्स रसा एंड वेल्थ रसा एंड एंजॉयमेंट ऑफ पावर दैट्स अनादर काइंड ऑफ ए रसा दिस आर डिफरेंट काइंड ऑफ एंजॉयमेंट्स द लिविंग एंटिटीज आर लुकिंग फॉर एंड krishna explains yasya sarva samarambhe kama sankalpa varjitaha gnanagni dhagdha karmanam tamahu panditam budaha who is considered to be a pandita you see in this world very nice tamahu panditam budaha krishna is saying a foolish person may consider this man is a big pandita no that's not the criteria an enlightened person must say he is a pandita right that is important not some ordinary person saying he is a pandita tam ahu panditam budaha budaha ahu tam panditaha budaha means enlightened people intelligent people they consider they ahuhu they declare they say that he is a pandita who yasya sarva samarambhe kama sankalpa varjitaha he whose every activity every endeavor sarvarambhe yasya sarva samar sarva samarambhe kama sankalpa varjitaha if his activities are free from desire determination aspiration for kama kama sankalpa varjitaha such a person is considered so this is what prabhupada is pointing every living entity is looking for enjoyment in this material world that's the drive so one who is freed from desire for material enjoy kama sankalpa varjitaha and such a person what is the react what is the result of that gnanagni dhagdha karmanam and such an enlightened person pandita who's if he is a pandita he is not just, he cannot be just a book pandita he is not just a book scholar bookish scholar but he has understood that kama sankalpa varjitaha i must be free that is the kind of a knowledge or enlightenment that krishna is talking about it's not some scholarship it is a kind it is the knowledge which brings us to the understanding who we are and who is krishna and kama sankalpa varjitaha such an enlightened man he has burnt away the karma kama sankalpa varjitaha gnanagni dhagdha karmanam 
Dhagdha means burnt to ashes. His Gnana Agni, the fire of knowledge, has burnt up the Karmana. So, Prabhupada explains here, every living entity who has come to this world, material world, has come here for material enjoyment. But according to his own karma activities, he must accept a certain type of body given to him by material nature under the order of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Lot of philosophical points here. <clears throat> so, we have a desire to enjoy and we come into this world and we are given different kinds of bodies. That's the meaning of the word Deha Yogam. You see, Deha is the material body. Yoga means connection. So the living entity is non-material. We are that spiritual spark. We are that consciousness. We are that conscious entity. But that conscious entity is in contact with this material body. That's called Deha Yogam. So this living entity got different kinds of bodies. We see that some bodies are very talented. Some bodies are not so talented. Some bodies are very intelligent. Some bodies are stupid, foolish. They can't do simple things. We see all these kind of things in this world. So this Deha Yogam, a living entity with a certain Deha, with the Deha with certain characteristics, how does that happen? On what basis? You see, <clears throat> when I talk to people, sometimes I bring this point and point out to them. Immediately they, they, it strikes them. I tell them, you see the dress you are wearing, you chose the dress, isn't it? Or oh, somebody chose the dress for you, you look good in this dress. The job you have, Many opportunities could have been there, but you chose this job. The car you have, you could have bought many cars, many kinds of vehicles, but then you chose this car. Maybe some budget constraints were there. However, you chose the car. The house you live in, you chose the house. The job you have. So, you can see, even your spouse, you chose. Maybe some constraints were there and etc. But you chose. So you choose your job, you choose your dress, you choose your home, you choose your vehicle, you choose your spouse. Then I ask them, did you choose your parents? Ooh. Which house, which father, which mother, which family, which community, which country you should be born? Did you choose? We did not choose that. Right? We were all born in a certain family, certain house. And we grew up in a certain way. Someone is born here, someone is born in some other part of the world. What is determining that? How some living entity is put in one kind, Deha Yogam. What is the basis for this Deha Yogam? And then, with that Deha Yogam, Sukha, Dukkha, Shokha, Moha, many things follow. Just see, it is actually a very, very, it's a, it's a question that should really make us think very seriously about this life. It's a fact. How is it that I was born in some family, someone else is born in much you know, unfortunate family. Some were born in even more fortunate families. Why all this is going on? Human life is meant for this introspection. Uttishta jagrata prapyavarani bodhata. So, this is a where these are actually human life is meant to, education is meant to trigger. This curiosity, it is meant to trigger this introspection. 
But unfortunately, education is not teaching that. Education is just about how we can exploit the resources of material nature and other people for our enjoyment. This has become the driving force. So, <clears throat> these are, and uh, it is avyakta dishtam. The Lord is deciding that this Deha Yogam should happen. And why does the Lord do that? So, <clears throat> here Prabhupada has mentioned, modern scientists do not know why there are varieties of bodies in 8,400,000 forms. It's a fact. So many living entities, so many different kinds of living entities are there. And, and why all these different living entities are there? In fact, uh, Charles Darwin, when he took up, he, the story goes that he went on a voyage all over the world, observing different kinds of species. And he traveled for a long time. And then he was observing islands and far-off remote places. And then he was carefully observing. And then at the end of that long journey thinking, he came up with this, his theory of evolution. The thing is that you cannot deny there are varieties of things in the world. And you cannot deny design. Very, very things are very intricately designed. Just like our body, you see, how there are blood vessels taking the blood from the heart, which is enriched, and then is taking the blood to up to the tip of the fingers, tip of the toe, and spread everywhere, carrying the nutrition, carrying the energy, and all of this, and then bringing back the other kind of blood which is lacking enrichment. And again, pumping that. This, it's, a, you, it's not a small thing. Right? And this heart is a pump which keeps pumping, pumping. And they have counted how many number of times it comes, some billion times it pumps in our lifetime. And it cannot fail. Right? Recently, we make so many pumps. A few days back, we suddenly water is not there because pump didn't work or something. And then we run around, get the thing ready. and You see how our pumps, all the pumps and the systems we create, they keep failing. But look at this pump. Keeps pumping, pumping. Even when we are asleep, it's pumping. It's a very intricate, very intricate, in fact, during Charles Darwin's time, uh, microbiology, cell biology, microbi molecular biology was not so much well developed. One of the scientists, he gives the argument against Darwin's theory. Actually, during Darwin's theory, molecular biology was not developed. It was a subject that developed much later. So now we know some of the life processes that happen they're actually at the molecular level. How they are happening, we are understanding, not completely understood, but we are trying to understand. This is what scientists say. Actually, how these molecular biological processes came about by evolution will be very hard to explain. In fact, the simple thing called the photosynthesis by which Sun cap the leaves capture the energy from the sun and create starch. It's a very it's at a molecular level. This is happening in in the living cells, in the chlorophyll molecule. In when scientists try to explain, there are still there are certain gaps in the explanation. Now another one of the recent explanations is this is another subject known as quantum biology. Quantum biology is trying to explain quantum mechanical systems and processes working in life systems. So they say that to explain photosynthesis inside the molecular level, there are certain things that we don't know. It looks like 
quantum phenomena is working at the molecular level to explain photosynthesis. Just so intricate, you see. So, Darwin, he didn't have molecular biological studies and tools at that time. It was more of observation. It was at that level. So he saw there was design. You cannot deny design. And then he came up with a theory. One of the great proponents of his theory, who was a great supporter at that time, he popularized Darwin's theory. And they, he explains, Darwin gave a theory to explain design without a designer. See, this is the motivation. Actually, that's why Prabhupada comes out very strongly. Actually, it is, they were driven by, not all, not all scientists are like that. There was a certain number of scientists, segment of scientists. They were driven with this kind of an idea. Can I explain everything without invoking any spiritual concepts, any divine concepts? Can I explain everything? Can I do away with that? This was the kind of a motivation. So, uh, it, it's actually a very demoniac spirit. Can I explain all of these things? Can I explain design without invoking a designer? And it's just by random processes it happened and then you give a sufficient length of time, all of this can evolve. So this is the kind of a spirit some of the investigations and, and discoveries in science have had. So, modern scientists do not know why there are varieties of bodies in 8,400,000 forms. The fact is that all these bodies are ordained for the living entities by the Supreme Personality of Godhead according to the living entity's desires. Avyakta dishtam. Deha Yogam happens according to Avyakta Dishtam. And why the Lord allows one kind of body, another kind of body, different things? You see, the, at the core, we talk about law of karma, right? This is what the Vedic literatures say, the law of karma. Actually, at the core of the law of karma is responsibility. A living entity is responsible for his actions. And that responsibility, it's so scientific, it's so systematic, it's so philosophical. The law of karma actually begins to operate in the sense of creating new reaction. Creating, the reaction is nothing but responsibility, taking responsibility. That responsibility happens only in human and higher than human forms of life. Less than human, subhuman forms of life, that responsibility is not there because the living entities are not developed in their consciousness. They are not making choice. A tiger does not choose whether I should eat meat or I, should, I can live with grass. A cow does not choose I should eat grass or I should eat meat. Cows, animals, they are not, they are driven by their biology, by their makeup. They intuitively function. And hence, they are not responsible. But, not that they are out of law of karma, every living entity is under avyakta dishtam. They are expending the karma that they have, they have accumulated over many lifetimes. And when they come to the, when the living entity comes to the human form of life, then we are supposed to be more knowledgeable and hence we are responsible for our actions. That's why Prabhupada gives the example, if there is a red light and a dog runs by, the police is not going to catch the dog. You drive through, the police will catch you. You see, the laws, all these things apply to more evolved consciousness. Order, understanding the order, respect for the order. All these things comes when, when somebody... Just like when a child commits some crime, it is seen in a different way. Right? The juvenile crime 
is seen in a different way because the child is not yet developed. So, when the living entity has received a human form of life, he becomes responsible. And hence, this is called karma. There's a wonderful explanation and description of karma by Krishna in the Bhagavad Gita. What is karma? That was one of the questions Arjuna asked towards the end of the seventh chapter of the Bhagavad Gita. <clears throat> and so, uh, Krishna talked about karma, Brahma, all these things. And eighth chapter begins by Arjuna asking these questions and Krishna answering. Krishna's answer for what is karma is, Bhuta bhavod bhava kara visargaha karma sangnitham. This is karma sangnitham. This is known as karma. Bhuta bhavod bhava kara. Bhuta means, Bhuta bhava means material nature. That's why uh, physics is known as Bhuta Shastra or something like that in Indian, Bhautika Shastra in, in Indian languages, right? So, Bhuta Bhavod Bhava Kara. Bhuta Bhava means material nature. The living entity taking on a certain type of a body is called Bhuta Bhavod Bhava Kara. That's why Prabhupada defines actions pertaining to the development of material body is called karma. That's the definition of karma. A living entity is spiritual, is jivatma, is jiva bhuta. But that jiva bhuta is taking a bhuta bhava, is taking another kind of a material nature. What kind of a material nature, deha yogam he gets, is according to his own past activities that he is performed when he is responsible for these activities. That is why it is called Bhuta Bhavod Bhavakara Visargaha Karma Sangnitham. Actions pertaining to the development of material bodies is called karma. And now sometimes people, I, I mentioned this, sometimes people say, why God is giving suffering to the living entities and all of that? Very nice, another part of the Srimad Bhagavad Gita, Krishna explains. What is yoga? Yoga means to be divinely connected, to be connected. That's meaning of yoga, right? Connected with whom? Connected with our source, connected with God, connected with our ultimate uh, source. That, and what is that connection? Connection is not just physical connection. Just like there may be a bug sitting on a king's lap. The, you may say the bug is connected to the king. But what is the bug thinking? I'm going to bite the king. And then the king is going to kill the bug. So it's not physical connection. It is, that connection is, it is not just knowledge. It is knowledge and with feeling. So, because we are a living and we are a personality, God is a personality, and so we are connected means not just physical, but with knowledge and with a feeling and a relationship. And that's why bhakti brings about that full knowledge and connection in relationship, and that's why bhakti is the highest connection. So this definition of yoga Krishna gives. Tam vidhyad dukkha samyogam viyogam yoga sangnitaha. Yoga sangnitham. Krishna is again defining here yoga sangnitham. This is known as yoga. Tam vidhyad, you must know, Krishna is telling Arjuna, tam vidhyad dukkha samyogam. Krishna is saying this deha yoga. The living entity taking a material body, the spiritual entity taking a material body. Material and spiritual are two different categories of existence. And we belong to that spiritual category. We are taking a material body. This Deha Yoga, this Samyoga, this connection is Dukkha Samyogam. It is a cause of misery of the living entity. 
this wheel taking on a material body is the cause of our dukkha and so krishna is saying tam vidyat dukkha samyogam viyogam viyogam means to vigatha yogam yogam means to get connected vigatha means to disconnect or to end extermination prabhupad uses the word the extermination of the miseries caused out of material contact wonderful translation of shila prabhupad wonderful explanation this dukkha samyoga is the miseries born out of material contact this material contact the deha yoga is actually the cause of dukkha and so tam vidyat dukkha samyogam viyogam you must know arjuna this dukkha samyoga this extermination viyogam extermination of miseries born out of material contact is known as yoga yoga sangnitam so in other words we is complain why god is giving miseries god is also giving us knowledge how you can exterminate all miseries that has brought that has come about because of material contact so this a, this requires some philosophical reasoning and thinking one cannot be impulsive oh god is giving miseries it requires some tranquility it requires a like cool head with a cool head think don't be passionate like this see that is why is a culture of bringing about goodness was there in in india which is which was there in 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 this world sometimes people ask this question why you say this god knowledge of god and the highest knowledge of god all happened only in india nowhere else in the world it this knowledge was there you see the to understand higher knowledge it requires higher qualifications i may be a mathematics professor knowing high level of mathematics i know all advanced mathematics and you take me to yashwantpur sabji market and you tell me please can you all these are they are selling brinjal lady's finger and tomatoes aloo all that can you explain some high level mathematics to them first of all they have no ruchi for that they have no interest in that so they have there is no interest there is no impetus there is no i cannot explain all those things to them so higher level so beyond yashwantpur sabji market take me to indian institute of science and take me there some professor some scholars are there doing this and there you tell me please can you explain some advanced mathematics oh i can explain to them and they also have ruchi for that they have they have interest in it they have comprehension ability so it requires a certain kind of a goodness cultivated as a culture in a society for appreciation understanding appreciation comprehension of these higher subjects and nevertheless there was some understanding of god in every religion in every region in every culture in the world according to their level of level they could grasp or for that matter in india we may say that we have the highest knowledge even now in india billions of people are there hindus are there how many of them know these things they don't have abhiruchi they have no ability they have no comprehension there is no they they are busy in passionate activities very few know these things so it is a fact that this knowledge there is no point in describing this giving this knowledge to people who cannot who have no interest who have no ability to understand all these things you have to build that ability and when that ability is built then they can appreciate they can understand 
That's what all the all the uh, that's the that is the perspective that Srila Prabhupada presented. Great leader, great spiritual uh, religious leaders were there in in different parts of the world too. We don't deny, and they were all preparing. They were all teaching about God to the extent that that population could understand and grasp. It happened in India too. Not that in India everybody understood the highest thing. Very, very few. Kshiti, Virala, Chara, Katipaye. To understand Krishna, it is very rare. It, it is very rare. So, <clears throat> because it requires purity of consciousness. Purity of consciousness means Kama Sankalpa Varjitaha. People who read Bhagavad Gita, still they have, they don't give up Kama. Even in our country, even people in pursuit of religion. So, to really come to that, the purity that Srila Prabhupada is teaching, our Sampradaya is teaching, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is teaching, it's very rare. And according to that level of purity, that level of revelation will happen. So, <clears throat> uh, Avyakta Dishtam Janatang Dhatte. So the Lord is making this, this, according to the Lord's direction, all this Deha Yoga is happening. And this Deha Yoga is the cause of Shoka, Moha, Sukha, Dukkha, Nasha. Why somebody is killed in a, such a certain circumstances? Why is so sad? Why did that happen? The Lord is allowing all the Lord is allowing all these things. It's happening according to His dishta because the living entity is held responsible for the actions the living entity has performed elsewhere, another time in the past. No one can get away. So we are all responsible. And when we come to human form of life, we are expected to learn this knowledge, become inquisitive, and it is the the society is expected to create that, provide that knowledge through culture, through education. And that's the beauty of Vedic culture. <clears throat> so we'll stop here, exceed at the time. Grantaraj Srimad Bhagavatam ki, Srila Prabhupada ki. Jai.